1: Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. All the frustration and disappointment of the past is gone. The 45-year drought is over. The Los Angeles Kings are indeed the kings of the National Hockey League. They are the 2012 Stanley Cup champions. Cleared away by the Kings, picked up by Martinez, Martinez to Clifford, feeds it right side to Foley with a shot, save, rebound, score! Alec Martinez has won the Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings and Royal.
1: What's up, Kings fans, and welcome to episode number 17 of the Hockey Royalty Podcast, the unofficial podcast of RinkRoyalty.com. I'm Scott Kinville, and as always, before we get going, we want to let you know you can find us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Royalty underscore pod and also at Royalty, and you can now find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. So we got a very special guest lined up for you for this episode. Before we get going, I want to bring in our esteemed panel. At first we're gonna bring in Mr. Ryan Sykes. What's going on, Ryan?
2: Hey Scott, doing well tonight. Excited for
1: tonight's podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. So am I. And up next
0: we got Mr. Ryan Cowley. What's up, Ryan? Uh not too much, Scott. It's uh it's been a few episodes since I've been here. Uh but you know what? Uh, uh especially Marco on. I'm very uh excited to be here. So okay. well, you know, we've missed you and we're glad that you're back.
2: Absolutely. Oh,
0: no, no, no! I, I, I'm sorry. When when you say we miss you, and I'm glad, I'm like you're glad I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: no, I'm so really? glad
0: you're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. conclusion, is conclusions there. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and perhaps joining us later, I will be Jack Weber. Uh, we're going to see if he jumps in. We'll let you know if he does, or I'm sure he'll make his presence known as well. But, anyways, without further ado, I want to bring in our guest for tonight. All you Kings fans will definitely know this gentleman. He is the assistant coach of our L.A. Kings, the one and the only, Mr. Marco Stern. What's going on, Marco? Thanks for coming on.
3: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Yeah, this is a great, great tree. We appreciate it. So, how's it going out there?
3: Uh, doing really good. No, we're. Uh, I think it's it's the fun time begins now, right? You you kind of pushing for the playoffs. You kind of uh, getting to the end of the end of the season, so that should be. Should be the fun time, Um, so hopefully we're going to play good as well.
2: Marco, I just want to jump right to it. You know, drafted 21st overall in the 1996 NHL draft. Can you kind of just walk us through what the draft process was like for you uh, being drafted by the Sharks?
3: I was kind of, yeah, I mean, it was kind of interesting for me because, uh, you know, obviously I'm from Germany, so Mm -hmm. I never really had... Um, an agent, too, so my dad did everything for me uh, yeah. for me. Uh, I played two years pro prior to the draft, and right I would say a few months before the draft, I hired a, an agent, Larry Kelly out of uh, Ottawa okay. and uh, in, you know he set up i think ten interviews in St. Louis at the draft so that's everything was new for me uh, I think we all thought. I'm gonna go second round. Um, I know I had a, I mean I had a lot of interviews, uh, especially with San Jose before. So I was hoping for San Jose because they were the number two pick in the second round as well. But then they made the the, the big trade, twenty um, first pick with Chicago, and they picked me. So it was a pleasant surprise, and it was uh, uh, a great experience and something. You know, I, I took my dad and my brother-in-law uh, to the trip as well. And that's something we still talk about today, yes. you know, about that kind of the, the trip and how much fun we had, too.
2: And I imagine they didn't have Zoom back then for your interview. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> no Zoom. I don't even know if they had cell phones, but um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was, uh, you know, it was really good. It was really fun. It came out of nowhere. I'm here's me. German kid uh, drafted in the first round, going to San Jose, uh, you know, came, dream came through uh, uh, in a very fast, that's, that's for sure.
2: Uh, it's kind of rare that, um, I guess, players get drafted by the team that they're hoping for, and I know you recently did an interview with um, our own Ryan Cowley here, but, you know, how much did, <clears throat> excuse me, how much did an impact did the, the Sharks have on you personally and um, as far as the franchise itself in terms of preparing you for life in the NHL?
3: I think I mentioned it to Ryan, too. It, it, I couldn't pick a better place than San Jose. Um, not just the, the city, the organization. Everything fit perfectly. Uh, I was one of the young guys with Patty Molo. Uh, the rest were all the guys, so we learned a lot from them. I had Daryl Sutter. This, this is probably the the best thing what could happen for a young kid, because he's gonna teach you right away and uh, how to play the game the right way without cheating. Um, so that 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 was all said. I had uh, Dean Lombardi as a GM who, who who yeah who didn't send me pretty much in the minors. Who kind of kept me in and, and believed in me. And and then we got the Shark Tank, the fans, uh, you know everything around the city. You know, you could tell it's 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 there was a little bit of boom there. Um, You know, the Sharks were getting better each year, um, getting louder around the city. Uh, Hockey was all of a sudden uh, the go-to event uh, in in the Bay Area. So, um, like I said, a lot of things happened, um, and I, I was fortunate to came in and I think in the right time as well.
1: So that plays the shark tank that is as loud as it seems on t v then, right yeah.
3: <laughs> it is and it's uh it's special you know, it's smaller than some of the other rings um there's not too many sweets, and you can just feel it um more people it's loud um uh, as a player you you, you love it right <laughs> now as an opponent like I hate it, so I hate to oh. San Jose. Uh, we're, we're not it's a, hard to play against it it is a hard yeah, to play, yeah. uh, building to play
0: against it, it, it no it, uh, uh, it's funny because like um yeah the first time i went to the shark game um a shark tank rather for a game i was actually in la uh, visiting uh, some friends few years ago and and the kings were in anaheim and i wanted to uh, 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 go there but uh, uh, but my friends um we drove San Jose because <laughs> cause the Sharks were playing the Jets, and, and they were big West Side Story fans, so they wanted to go to a game with the Sharks. I don't, blame no. I don't blame oh. no. Really? Okay. Well, teach their own, but I thought it was kind of lame. But...
3: <laughs> okay.
2: But, Marco, okay. Marco, did you have any personal kind of uh, thoughts on Patty Marlowe eclipsing the record?
3: Yeah, I mean uh... – you know, we've been uh, talking and texting a little bit with and I, I mean, I, I still can't believe he's still playing because he's <laughs> on the bench. Like, I'm stiff and sore and feel old and this guy is still um, you know, skating and flying around on the ice and it's really incredible. Um, like I said, I, I mentioned it before, I right? we, we started together um, in San Jose. We were roomies. Um, we did everything together so um, I'm really happy. Just really happy for him. I can't believe uh, the one thing I, I just can't believe because even that time, I'm not saying this is a, uh, it's, it's a soft league now, but you know the, the game was different and yeah. it was pretty hard to play against a guy like Hatcher and all those kind of guys Pronger because they they hit you pretty pretty good every every shift, right? They let you know and come out with that with no injuries. Patty was never even sick too. Like I, I, I just can't believe it that he went through that many games without really any injuries. And that's 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 incredible. But if you ever met his dad and his family, then you know why. They're just big, very hard working farm guys. Um I think he has the gene like he has the, the bones and the, the meat from 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 his dad.
1: But, you know, and that's the the incredible thing, too, is that, you know, I mean, I know there were some people that, you know, like, oh my God, it's a Gordy Howe record, right? But, you know, when you think about it, I mean, when you guys were, you know, playing and Patty still is, you're playing 82, 84 game regular seasons. Whereas back then, I I think maybe the most that Gordy played in a regular season was like 68 games or something like that. So it's absolutely incredible that the the extra games that he had to play in a season to make this happen. Yeah.
3: No, man. And there's playoffs, too. You know, don't forget right. about the playoffs. Like, I don't know. I really don't know how he did it. But, again, I played with him. I've seen him never get hurt and never had anything, never had an issue, never had an ice bag on his body. Um, so, uh, I don't know. That just, uh, it's it, it's great. But, again, I'm very proud of him and, and I'm very happy even like I had a chance to play with him play with this guy I can tell my my kids now even I tell my kids now he you know I played with this guy and I room with him and uh, no but he's a he's a good person he's a very good very good player and and if you look at I watched the game yesterday I mean he can still play another five to ten years I, I mean yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. absolutely uh, uh, so uh, Ryan's
1: asking uh, Gotch had great things to say about you oh, how gosh, was it Yeah. How was it, uh, mentoring your countrymen?
3: Oh, it was good. I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, getting drafted there and had, had some success there in San Jose, they, they started to, to draft more Germans. So that's, uh, that was nice to see. Uh, and you know, there's not too many Germans around the league. So, um, anytime you're going to have a a countryman on your side or on your team, uh, it's, it's kind of nice. And, um, you know those guys who came in after me or, or uh, on the end there—they're um, really good guys. Um, like I said, it's a—it's uh, fun to to speak uh, not just English in the locker room and speak German as well and uh, and do some stuff together outside the rink. Um, so it was really it was really good, and I think they they liked it um, too because I was there for a while. I, I kind of helped them helped them to get uh, used to the american style and also the play of you know the hockey uh, on ice and off the ice so um so it worked out uh both ways
0: because I wonder, the reasons i'm like as a player as a coach marco is because like uh, no no uh uh, uh you're, you're sort of like kind of what i'm saying is before you got the nhl um germany wasn't well well represented like i Outside Uwe Krupp, uh, it was yeah. like yeah. Uh, uh, you barely heard of any Germans, and then yeah. and then you came along, and then Marcel Gotz, like Christian Ehrhoff and, and and it was just like no, and it was overall a great to see, because like I've always been a fan of German hockey. Now, now I'm Canadian, so after the 2018 <laughs> Olympics, I cried for three days when we <laughs> won. <I'm in London. laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So you know, yeah.
3: <laughs> no, but. Uh... Yeah, Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, right before the draft, I think Uwe Krupp, I mean, obviously he scored the big goal. Yeah, yeah. You You know, there was never anything uh, on TV. Um, Even that game, I remember I watched middle of the night. I had to pay for it. Um, There was barely anything uh, uh, in the newspaper or anything like that. So uh, most of the team's names, the logos, the, the yeah. players. I got out of the Nintendo you know, and yes. yes. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Because I can relate you know, to that. It was hard for me uh, because because in Germany, uh, you know, it was all about soccer and it was not much NHL going on. Now things change, uh, especially with social media now and, and, and with Leon Dreisler and some other guys. Yeah. But uh, But yeah, so no, that's why the draft was so special. Uh, everything was so special about uh, the draft. My first years uh, that a young German kid ever made it, um, it to the NHL. So, um, so it was a really yeah special time, not just for me, for my whole family, and for German hockey too. But of course.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, and you know what I mean. German hockey just seems to be growing leaps and bounds now. And, and what do you attribute to most to that? I mean, it it's just it seems to be exploding.
3: Um. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we had to change a lot of things. Um, I mean, uh, when I took over there, uh, as a national team coach, I, I got in, involved in, in the youth hockey as well, because I couldn't believe how we were standing still for, for such a long time. Um, so that took us a lot of, uh, work, uh, a little bit of time. Um, but, uh, you know, the national team, I think the, the Federation started a uh, new, new system, new program uh, with the youth hockey because we needed more kids to play that game and uh, and with having the right results too uh, like the Olympics, like the World Championship, it it helps growing it faster. Sure. So uh, and- so now you can see a little bit the result of Stutzley, those kind of guys and now that's the result of what kind of we started a little bit, um, um, you know, five, six, seven years ago. So I'm, I'm really happy to see that. And I, I just hope uh, Germany is going to continue uh, working with especially young kids to, to get more, you know, good players over here.
2: Marco, you were traded to the Kings in December 2010. Uh, what were kind of your biggest takeaways from going to from San Jose to Boston and to the Kings organization?
3: Yeah, was uh, San Jose was my uh, was my dream home, right? My dream area, California. I love California, and um, I love the Sharks, everything about it. And for me to get traded, uh, it was it was really hard. It was really hard for me. That was maybe because it was my first trade too. I don't know, but I was crying for for a while there uh, (laughs) because I didn't want to leave. It's not uh, nothing to do with Boston, but it's just uh, it broke my heart. And but then, you know, I didn't really have time to think. I went the next morning at 6 a.m., played that night and, uh, you know, played with Bergeron and uh, and uh, Brad Boys on the side and scored that game. And all of a sudden, you know, a new era started for me. So uh, ended up great because Boston is uh, outstanding City, first of all, um, with, a good, with a good hockey team. They love hockey there. It's totally different than California, right? Um, so I had a really good time there as well. Uh, unfortunately, my injuries kind of hurt me a little bit, and uh, then I got traded to LA, where I was probably not 100%, but I was, I was fighting back, but I was really happy to come back to California um, to, to, to play there.
2: And you just kind of touched on it, but um, obviously you had two major knee surgeries in 2008, 2010. Um, can you kind of just touch on what your road to recovery was like? Was either one of them um, more challenging than the other? And I guess maybe a difficult question to ask. Yeah. Did you ever consider uh, retiring?
3: So what happened was uh, same injury, uh, same uh, uh, ACL and MCL, torn ACL and MCL, uh, different knees. Um, I think the first one, I did it great. I, I came back stronger than ever. I I, I worked my butt off. I, I really everything went well. Uh, I came back and scored another. I think uh, twenty or over twenty goals. Um, so I was I, I I thought i I was back. Uh, back playing the same way I I finished. Um, what hurt me I think the most was the second one, and. Not just my knee, uh, I think, uh, my head too, because, uh, I know how hard it was to come back. I know how hard it take, how much time you have to put in, how much, uh, you know, rehab and everything else, the pain, uh, I, I've been through the first one. Uh, I had to do it again and, and it happened right after, uh, I was feeling actually good. So, uh, so that really helped me. That really helped me. And, um, and that's probably one of the reasons why I got traded. And um, and it just takes time uh, to recover. But I didn't have the time. So that's the challenge I had. And and you mentioned, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're getting older, you have family, you have kids, and all of a sudden, okay, what happened if, if uh, it doesn't work out anymore? Right? Do I have to retire? Uh, you know, there's so many things what comes up then. Um, and, uh, yeah, and and again, that's why I got traded a few more times, because I was not healthy. And uh, end of the day, um, I retired because I just couldn't do it anymore. I was, I was gassed out. I just uh, put everything I had in in, in there, um, but I just didn't have the time, and I couldn't recover from from the second injury.
2: Yeah. I'm just real quick, Scott. I know you only played 17 games here in LA, but did, did you kind of have a best friend on the team, or someone that you um, developed a close friendship with?
3: Um, you know what? L- LA was actually a special time too, because you know, coming back from that injury, I needed some. I needed a happy place. Let's put it that way. And I came to 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 LA, and it kind of was a happy place for me because the guys were were outstanding and. And some of the guys are still here. And, mm-hmm. you know, with Kobe, Gowdy, but also Jared Stoll and, uh, you know, uh, Green, he was my ride to the rink. Uh, he now is <laughs> in development. Uh, you know, there's still guys around, but they treat me like a pro. They treat me like a veteran. They knew, uh, they knew me very well. And maybe that's why I felt so good around them. Um uh, the coach probably thought he was thinking a little bit uh, different, but because he didn't play me that much. Um, but, but team wise, the guys wise, it was it was really, it was really good for me. It was really uh, it was a good place, and I couldn't really pick one guy, but you know it was just the, the whole group, even Jonathan Quick. You know, guys were too. They they showed so much respect when I stepped into that locker room, uh, uh, that's something I uh, I will never forget either because I went to some different teams. And not, it's not like I wanted that way, uh, you know, uh, in every team or I needed that. Um, no, but they just did it. And that's just the character, the guys that had. And that's why I knew this team uh, will end up winning the Stanley Cup because of those kind of guys I had in the locker room. Um, it hadn't... Happened really quickly. I never thought about that, but you just could tell. And that was kind of like my experience I had when I got traded to a few teams. I knew exactly like this is this team is for real or this team is not.
1: Yeah. And that's, you know, people don't realize just how much of a daily grind that life as a player for players, especially in the NHL, can be. I mean, it really can take a lot out of you. So, what were some of your biggest motivators to get into coaching?
3: Probably my son. <laughs> because they needed a coach in the, the youth hockey. I'm like, uh, yeah, can you please, 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 please come out? And uh, uh, I'm like, okay. So I started with one, I started with two, and then all of a sudden, I'm in, right? But that was just my early stage. Uh, but when I got into the serious coaching uh, in the pro-level national team and all that, I took a lot of a lot of you know a lot of things, good things, bad things about the coaches. I I personally really like, and that was Daryl Sutter, and that was uh, Claude Julian in Boston. I mean, those two guys are pretty similar. I had them the longest, but both guys were very uh, fair to all the players. We were very direct. As a player, I always knew where I'm at, if it was good or bad, and that's something I always wanted um uh, you know to give my, my players a uh, players as well like uh like i i don't, don't want to lie around there's so many coaches who you know say different things uh wh- or are not true or they just say things um uh, what do you want to hear um uh, uh, right but these two guys were just very direct very direct and uh and so i learned a lot from them uh, like like good stuff bad stuff too but yeah, <laughs> so me now. I'm trying to, you know, uh, put that good stuff in in in, in my daily work. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, and you yeah. know, at the end of the day, too, I mean, that's actually got to be much better to have a coach that's at least upfront honest with you. You know, whether it's good or bad, because I mean, there is some that some things that are made about, you know, well, some of, some of the old school coaches are you know adaptable for this day and age game and all that. You 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 hear that, but I mean, it's still at the end of the day, you got to be upfront and honest with guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah, You just do it. But you want, you want to hear something? <laughs> sure. If you want to hear something? It <laughs> sure, go ahead. Which country you are, um, which age, whatever. I think now in today's game, you, you almost not – you can't do that anymore on like with every player. Right. That's right. how right. it changed as well. So you got to be really careful. Like Daryl Sutter didn't give a shit. <laughs> what he what he said to me, yeah. <laughs> who, it, who it was, whatever he, said, he yep. did it with every player, right? Either you like it or not, uh, he had no choice. All right? And today, if I if people do that um, in our locker room, it wouldn't work out. It just won't work out that that yeah. way, uh, for sure. So that that shows you, um, and that's in Germany too. Whatever it's yep. probably in every sport too, um, but that's how how it changed
1: big time. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I was, what I was talking about, you know, yeah. I mean, and they pointed like guys like John Tortorella too, that, you know, sometimes yeah. He, yeah. he's a little direct, you know, yeah. and uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful, you know, like, yeah, right. I know George, I give him credit. He sticks with it. And, um, you know, he's a great coach. Um, but you know, now I don't know what's going on in Columbus, but you hear more and more noises coming out of that, um, that team. So, but again, it's it's it's. I think it's a different time now. Um, it's a t- different approach. Um, how to handle um, those kind of players, yeah. especially yeah, young sure. players. especially young players.
2: Yeah. Marco, aside from aside from the position being open, what made you kind of want to come back to uh, the LA Kings as an assistant coach um, after having so much success in Germany?
3: Well. Um... You know, I, everything happened so fast with Team Germany. And um, I, I blamed the Olympics because uh, all of a sudden I, I, I felt the fire in me. I, I, I'm very competitive just the way I played. I think that's just the way I, I, I coach too. I just want more. I, uh, and, and that's something it kind of was building up more and more with the national team. I had more and more success every year. End up with a silver medal. And after that, I, I, I don't know, in my mind, my mind I knew I want to come back here in the States um, to be, to coach here in the best league in the world. Um, so that was a little bit my goal. And then all of a sudden, I got the call from L.A. Um, I already talked to some other teams before that, but then L.A. got serious and, and it happened really, really quickly. And uh, as soon as I got that call, uh I knew and I think my family knew, too, that's it's. Sooner or later, it's going to come, and I'm going to jump on it. And I know how hard it is, you know, I'm playing this, in this league. I know with coaches, I know how hard it is to get into, uh, especially for a European guy. So I, I didn't want to miss that opportunity. And, uh, like, again, uh, I'm very grateful that uh, Rob Lake and the organization gave me that opportunity. Of course.
2: What's it? What's it work? What's it like working with Todd McClellan every day? You know, we see him on the Zoom calls, and he's very uh, transparent and forth in his responses, and um, you always know if he's in a good mood or a bad mood. I mean, just what's what's it kind of like on a day-to-day basis with him?
3: No, you know what? Uh, as a coach, it's just like uh, uh, you know, in the, in the locker room. Um, you gotta have the right guys, um, the like car- the 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 right character guys as well, and you know um, even if things are not going good as well. You need you need good support, you need good leaders, uh, and that's exactly what I have here. Uh, Todd's been absolutely outstanding, and the whole coaching staff—they're so experienced. Even our video coaches—it it, it's fun for me to go to the ring every day. Um, because these guys, I learn something every day, and also I have a lot of fun as well. Uh, Todd, you can tell he's been very experienced. Um, he coached not just teams; he coached big guys as well, uh, even with Kopitar, McDavid, Drysdale, uh, even Detroit times. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Right. It's still in his uh, in his game and his speeches. Uh, it's absolutely incredible so for me uh, to have a boss like him uh, I think it's uh, uh, it's 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 very special so I I learn something every day he's he brings in the energy uh, and uh, he's just a a good a good head coach to work for that's for sure
2: they have kind of a lighter side to him when he's not uh, in game mode or practice
3: mode that's that? right
2: Uh does he have kind of a lighter side to him uh when there's no games or practices
3: going on? <laughs> he does. No, he 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 does. Um you know, he's a, he's a family guy as well. Um you know, we we always uh, try to meet up. I know it's hard right now with the with the yeah. pandemic, but uh, we do a lot of stuff off ice as well and uh, try to stay connected. Uh, no, we like I said we even uh, even uh, you know on days where or we played shitty or something like that, it it takes a minute or two. But uh, you know uh, he always he makes us laugh as well. Um, so maybe you see a different thought, like especially after games, because he needs. I think he needs more time, and that's even yeah. says it too. You know um, he doesn't do any video after the game because oh. he's probably still steaming from. Uh, from a situation or from the yeah. game or w- from whatever, uh, he wants to sleep. He doesn't sleep much, but he wants to sleep a little bit and then go back to work the next day. Uh, and that's why maybe he comes across like that. Sure. So uh, you know, I,
1: I got to ask you this. So we all know, we all know, Drew Downey loves to chirp on the ice in games. Does he chirp anybody in practice? I got to know. It's good question. Oh yeah, he
3: does. He does. <laughs> You, know, you can't stop this guy. You can't stop. I do guy. it, but I played with some guys who are not even funny, but do he He's pretty funny. I gotta say, he's uh, he makes me laugh. Thank God, I has a mask on now. So uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, really, you a little
3: bit behind the mask. Uh, you know, um. he oh,
0: needs
3: his own reality days, show. He used to talk <laughs> all really the does. time. He used to talk all the time. I mean, maybe that's not good either. But now he picks his. He picks the right moment too. And uh no, he's pretty uh he's pretty good. But he has some good ones that's yeah, yeah during the games. Uh, <laughs> uh I'm
0: sorry guys, really shameless plug. Uh, uh but uh, if you want to hear about uh great Tom McClellan stories from former sharks, check out my 30 sharks series on San Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: sorry sure I did that, I
0: feel very dirty. I'm gonna shower plug up. Plug <laughs> away.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah okay <laughs> We're gonna post it right after here. Okay, um, carry on. The last so one for me is
3: actually funny because he's been in San Jose. I've been in San Jose. We have yeah. the same friends, uh, the same people uh, are still around. Um, so it's really? kind of when I talk about the San Jose, you know, the old days. Yeah, he he knows exactly what I'm talking about. And, and oh, uh, nice. So that's kind of that's kind of nice. Oh,
2: that's awesome. Man. And just the last uh, question that I kind of dug up. Um, and then I can pass it off to Scott and then we can dig into some listener questions as well. Um, obviously being, uh, so close to the team, who's one of the younger players on the roster that's kind of surprised you the most from day one of the season to where they are right now.
3: Okay. Let's start by position. Let's okay. start by the goalie. I know he's been there last season, but Cal is, I mean, he's, I think he's outstanding. He's going to be a really good goalie. Um, you know, uh, for years to come, here he's going to be on def- on defense. I think it's uh, Toby Bionford. Um I'm not sure if he. I think he was in our radar to be more like an up and down guy, but now he was out with a concussion for three weeks, and we actually missed him a lot. So that shows how how we actually need him. Um, I mean, we had Roy out too, so to lose two two guys, it doesn't help. Yeah. But uh, many, this guy is only 20 years old, I think, and, uh, and he already has a big impact in our defensive uh, uh, core, core group. Forwards, um, I mean, I would say, uh, I mean, he's, I don't know, he's not the youngest kid uh, anymore, but is, uh, is, uh, Trevor Moore is, is more he's been, I think he's been absolutely excellent. Uh, oh, yeah. I think we had him more as a fourth-liner. But look at him now. He's actually uh, not just scoring goals, but he does a lot of good things. Uh, uh, very detailed. Um, barely gets in trouble. Um, so he, he he's, he's a guy we, we really trust. He's a rival. He, it doesn't matter now. He even plays on the power play now. Uh, who was thought right. of that uh, like uh, a year ago, right? So yeah. so he he came in with, in a good shape. Uh, it just got better every month, so I'm very, uh, very happy to, to see him uh, playing that well.
2: And you kind of touched on it too, but I mean, when um, the Kings acquired Trevor Moore, you know, I wasn't um too sure of what they were going to get in him, maybe just a fourth liner placeholder, but he's really opened my eyes this season. You said it yourself. He's, he's been seeing time on the power play um and he's kind of moved his way up the lines. Yeah, he's just He's been uh, consistent this year. Very good yeah. player.
3: And what I like, he's a local local king. Yeah, exactly. Is, I gets uh, mentioned on, on the broadcast, yeah. you know, every, yeah. every game. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good guy. Like he's, uh, I really, I really like him. It's just he's a good person. Uh, he loves to be here. I loves to be a king. Um, and I can see him be here for for a long time. Being, being home.
0: It's Funny, Mitch. I kind of touched on what Ryan said. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, when more was acquired, it's like, yeah, sorry from thousand dogs. I'm like, I'm like, okay, the logo, okay that, that'd be nice. Uh, uh, no, no, and don't get me wrong, I didn't have like loads of uh, uh, but like, but like, no, honestly, um, uh, no, no, uh, 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 like, I really didn't know what to expect from him, uh, and uh, uh, and again, like. He's one of those guys on the Kings, like uh, he, Blake Lazad and else I follow her two others, uh, where it's like, where it's like a lot of players stand out only if they score goals or get points on the board. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, that hasn't been the case for everyone. Like, like when he scores great, uh, uh, yeah, but like yeah. in the offensive zone, in the defensive zone, he's like, he's always there and I love it.
3: Yeah. Uh, I really hope, like you said, I really hope people see that, um, you know, uh, that he does a lot of good things. Um, now, you know, he, you always look at the tires, you always look at the Ayerbollo, the Brown. Yeah. But what happened if uh, if they're not going or they're struggling, whatever? We need we need someone, right, to step up. And I think uh, Morjib has been one of the guys who really kind of uh, stepped up. Uh, um, doesn't matter uh, uh, if if Kopi's line is not going or not, but he's been really good. He's like a little tank. He's been. <laughs> He's been in a really good shape. He's uh, he worked on his game a lot too. You could tell, and uh, that was nice. Nice to see to get him rewarded. Right.
1: Excellent, excellent. So, uh, so Marco, are you ready
3: for some listener questions? Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Bring it. All right. So the first ones come from uh, Richard Srabia. He's known as Dirty Harry too. You gotta love that. I, <laughs> I, I have. to so anyways he wants to know how excited are you to be a part of the coaching staff knowing the prospects coming down the pipeline are the best and how much happier does it make you feel to see he fans back in the Staples Center
3: yeah I mean uh yes I'm very I'm excited uh I think to be patient that's that's the hardest part I think not just for players for coaches too you know we down the hall you see the young kids develop but on the other side, we're like we want him right now to be already a few few years ahead, right? Uh, it's right. not, you know, it's not always fun to be uh, to uh, you know on the bottom of the of the um, of the standing. But we also know we uh, I think we we are on the right track here. We just need a little bit more time. I think Todd coaches and and the team we. We do the best every day to get us uh, to get us there, and with Rob Blake, and yeah. um, hopefully we can add another few pieces uh, in the summer to to get better, and and then those young kids have to come in um, in the next uh, next year or two, whatever, and help us to get where we want to be. Um, but again, it it will take time. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's next year, but uh, I think. You know, it's, it will come and it's very exciting to see those young kids, uh, growing up. That's, uh, yeah, we, we, we like that part too. Um, oh, yeah see fans again, see fans in our building. It was kind of weird. I gotta <laughs> say, you know, we were used to now on the road because most of them had fans there anyway, but then coming, uh, or playing a game, uh, the other day, uh, at home and see actually fans in our, our building in LA County, um, uh, that was really special as well. We miss them, you know. Our team misses, uh, especially, you know, especially home games. Like they give you another push, I would say. And there have been times I think we we, we could use our fans uh, behind us, uh, you know, especially on the power play or something like that, where we need a goal or something like that. Sure. You know? So yeah. uh, so that's a good start. Uh, I think it's a good start right now, and hopefully there's uh, more. Fans coming in soon. Uh, I think I think
2: there was only like fourteen hundred people in the stands on Tuesday, but uh, the Kings to act like it was a full house. You know, it's complete domination of the Ducks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not complaining.
2: Yeah, not complaining. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, marker. Just one one quick question for you. I, it sounds like Quentin Byfield is going to be called up here uh, for a little bit towards the end of the season. I guess. What are you personally expecting to see
3: from him? Um, I I think we all got to be a little bit careful. Uh, what to expect? Like, I know he's a second pick. Um, but what we, what we see and we you know in the, in the games he played at the rain. Uh, you know, he's a, he's, he's a very young kid, and he also needs some time. Um, I think he picked up his game um, uh, as of late. Uh, I think he's a guy who's going to get better uh, every month, every game. Um, I think it really will help him when he's up with us. Um, preparing him, I would say, uh, especially for next season when he comes in, having a full training camp, and kind of start the season with us, I think it will really help him. But, you know, our expectation is, uh, uh, it can't be too high. You know, if he doesn't deliver right, right away, we can't get frustrated. So right. I- I'm really careful. I just want him to feel very comfortable. Uh, I want him to play his game. Um, he will get better. Uh, I think watching on Sicopira every day uh, in front of him, in practice, in games, on the bench, I will really help him. But again, uh, don't, don't think uh, uh, something's going to happen here really quickly. This kid will need right. some time as well. But we are really looking forward to, to having him uh, here by, I think, next week.
1: And, you know, I think that you hit the nail right on the head there, Marco, because, I mean, especially now, with, you know, the, the modern drafts get so hyped up. Right. And people expect that every number one or number two pick is going to be like a Connor McDavid or a Jack Eichel. and just going to come in and light the league on fire right away. And it's so yeah. few and far between that that ever happens.
3: Yeah. So the, no, the and it's are... not even fair to the player. Right. Right. Um, exactly. In like that. And, you know, even Sidney Crosby, uh, Joe Thornton, all those guys, their first year, they were not really good. Uh, they, yeah, it, I it, know. it takes a little, little bit of time, you know. Uh, sorry, Mark, not interrupt. Uh,
0: uh uh But yeah, I remember Joe Thorn's here, uh first season. Uh, uh he, he had his, he, he didn't have his first goal, his first point, rather, until like, God, I think it was like mid-January.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's 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 not easy. It's a hard time, right? Uh, so that's why. Uh, but we want him to play the right way. I think we we are very, very, and, and that's Todd's game. It's a very structured team, and. We feel like we need our structure to have success. Um, yeah. So our system is a, is a, is a, the biggest thing in our game. And as um, long as he can he can play that way uh, really quickly, he will be fine. He will be fine. Well, guys, you know what it was with Joe? He just needed that beard. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> he was clean shaven. That was a problem. That was, yeah. That's what it was,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> So uh so here's another one. Uh and it's from Richard again too and he wants to know uh whether or not his strategy style or tactics change depending on the skill level of the players. So I'm assuming he's talking about your coaching strategies. Yeah, and tactics. So
3: uh not really. I think we as a coach you got to have you have a vision, right? You have a plan. You kind of you kind of stick through it. Uh all the rest the skill and all that kind of stuff it comes with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I think uh, it's almost like, you know, you're working on skill and do this and do that. It's almost like too much. Um, you know, e- e- you got to play the right way. And end of the day, it's – if you play in the NHL, it doesn't matter which team, it's about winning and losing. Right. And, um, right. yes, those kids get developed a little bit different like like I did probably. Um, but as soon as they hit, they hit the big stage uh, – um, they gotta deliver and they gotta play the right way. And like I said, we're a very structured team. Uh if someone can't do it, he's gonna be gone. Yeah. He's gonna right. be gone or he's yeah. not gonna right. play. And and that's why um, um they gotta be they're not just having, you know, having good hands, but they're having they gotta have the hockey sense as well.
1: Right. Well there it is. No guarantees, you gotta have a little sense of urgency. No, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so here's one from a, a fellow named Hipcheck. I love wow. it, and he wants to know yeah. Yeah. if the drop pass entry on the power play is being stopped every time and not
3: working. Is there a plan B? Absolutely, and there's a plan Z as well. So. Plan Z, right? Yes, we yeah. To answer that question, yes, we have a plan Plan B. We have a plan C. There's different breakouts we use, Uh, but sometimes, you know, sometimes, especially uh, with our first unit, with Copitor unit, they know they're going to get in and might not happen maybe the first time or second time, but they know they're going to get in. So, you know, there's times we not want to go to plan B right away. So we kind of want to wait it out a little bit and then Mm -hmm. go to plan B if we have to, but guys are confident enough and believe in, in 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 our breakouts enough to to get uh ozone entry um, with no problem yeah very okay. cool very cool so we got one last one here
1: uh well he's got a couple but it's from a gentleman named mark janetti's beard
0: <laughs> i oh, have yeah, yeah. got
1: to tell you king's twitter has the best names ever <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it. So one of the questions that he wants to know is, uh, which player in the AHL has impressed you the most?
3: AHL, um, you know, watching. I mean, I think Byfield has been pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, I gotta say, unfortunately, uh, Madden uh, played really well. He told Madden, he came out really strong, and then he got hurt his collarbone, I think. Uh, uh, but he was, I would say he was one of the better forwards right away, out, right uh, off the gate there. So he he kind of impressed me a little bit the, um, the most. Um, I, I think there's another guy I would say, Akil Thomas. Uh, I thought he needed more time, but he's actually, because of his hockey sense, his hockey IQ, and... Um, uh, I think he's, he, he's, he's been really good, as uh, good too, so far, I think, what, what I see. Yeah, he's very cerebral. Yeah. And that's, very you know, cerebral. Maybe. You know, I'm a coach now, so I kind of look for that. I kind of, you know, he reminds me of Morse, so You know, you kind of need those kind of guys who barely make mistakes. They came out. You know what you get every day, uh, every game as a coach. Uh, guys like him. Uh, he's a good kid um and uh no i i really uh uh i think he needs to get stronger bigger stronger um and uh but he's definitely taking the the right strides
1: so you know just on a side note i do have a question about that too so with the the rain playing out of the toyota sports center do you get to see a lot of their practices or or games or are you mostly on with the kings
3: I mean, obviously, yeah, so concentrate no, with actually, the Kings, but yeah, you know. yeah, no, it's a, it's a good question. It's, a, it's really nice. Um, I think last year I watched maybe four or five games total all season. Mm-hmm. Um, they were practicing. I watched more practice. I never really watched the, the games. But this season, I, I, oh, I, I think I already watched like fifteen, twenty games. Oh wow! Nice. Um, I watched a lot of games. Uh, even I go to the rink and watch it uh, to uh, Toyota and watch the game. Uh, or on TV Um, so um, I don't know maybe because of those young kids um, I just want to probably create my own picture as well but um, no we were very close Uh, it really helps when they're next door yeah um, and and also playing out of the ring so uh, uh, definitely I think all of us as coaches and organization it helps having them and playing at the same rank yeah, I can
1: imagine that. That's that's for sure. So, uh Unetti's beard wants to know. <laughs> I
2: like that. Yeah, uh, that's awesome, Mark's, isn't it? I one of the greatest names ever.
1: If you and if you ever talk to Mark Yannetti Beard, ask him about his beard. So, <laughs> if, to...
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. if you would, no, no, no. You know what, uh, uh, Marco. <laughs> If you do talk to him, uh, uh let me know because I want to write an article. Oh, okay. yeah.
2: <laughs> just on his beard. Yeah, just on oh, yeah, his beard. A, a... <laughs> the origin <laughs> Oh
1: so so other than those laughs we just had, uh what is the highlight of the season so far?
3: The highlight of the season? Um, ooh, um... I don't know I think uh, last last home game I think having fans in a building for I think it was, it was a bit it was a kind of highlight it, it I, I I tell you this everything is different this season honestly the traveling uh, being on the road uh, being around always have a bunch of no uh, rules in place it's it's been a very challenging year for all of us uh, you're not allowed to do anything uh, it, it, it's it's been really tough so anytime there's anything it kind of goes back to normal, like having fans again a little bit in the building for us. I think it's a highlight, you know what I mean? Um, uh, because everything is so different. So, so every little thing, uh, where we feel like, oh, we hopefully it's gonna go back to the old days, we take it as a big highlight. I think that's, I don't know, to answer your question, I think that's more like which everyone we, we're starting to, to get back to normal, um, you know, having. Not just fans, but everything around the travel, um yeah, the meetings. Yeah, what are to, um, yeah you know, even media, the media like yes. it's it's just part of the game and, and it makes it more fun too and and it's uh you know, there have been days it was not fun and not and that's not because we were losing, it was because everything around so there was so right. much, uh, especially as a head coach as well for Todd. So there was not about hockey a lot of times. It was about uh, it was about something else, and who gives us a headache uh, on a daily right. basis. So, so for us, uh, you know, again, um, being uh, getting back to normal, it's 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 a highlight for us.
1: Yeah, and especially it's got to be tough on the road too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Are, you know, pretty
3: much only in the room. Uh, right. <laughs> You're just uh, allowed to go outside for a walk, and that's it. Um, and, so that's, and usually the, going on the road and going to good cities, that's, that's, that's the fun part that's, of the game. Yeah, exactly, road. right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so listen, I'll ask you one more, and then we'll, uh, we'll let you, you get out of here. I know you, you probably got other things to do too. So uh, he wants to know, what is the best and worst part of your job?
3: winning and where, losing. That's this is the where Marco. Yeah, it. right. That's, yes. an, easy, that's <laughs> yeah. an easy answer, right? Um, <laughs> no, for me, you know, uh, when I was away, when I was away from the game, when I retired, I missed the game. And I watched Pat him the other day. And he said, why do you love this game? You know, like, I don't know. He, he loves the game, loves going to the ring. And that's something I missed. I really, really missed. So, um, so coming to the rink every day, like I said, having the right people, having the right coaches, uh, the right people, the characters in our team, I think it's that's why I love it. I actually I do, and it doesn't matter if you win or lose. It's, it's uh, I don't know, we love the game, uh, not just as a Absolutely. player, as a coach, as well. What I don't like is the short nights. yeah right we we work a lot especially on laptops and especially uh, after games and stuff like that so there could be nights who were really really short and you have to show up all prepared next day and get ready to go again yeah that's that's got to be tough that has got to be tough
1: well listen marco this has been great we uh we we can't begin to tell you how much we appreciate you coming on and talking to us uh
3: yeah absolutely no thank you very much Guys, thanks for having me. Thanks to Ryan. I've been in contact with him for, for a while now. Yeah. So it's a pleasure to work with you as well.
1: Absolutely. And, and best of luck for the Thank rest of the much. season. And, uh, you know, absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah.
2: Thank, Thank you, Marco. Go
1: Kings? Yeah, go, okay. Kings. Okay, absolutely. go, Kings. Go. Have night, Marco. All right. Take care. Too. Thank
0: you. Bye
1: bye. Bye bye. That was Marco Sturm. That was awesome.
2: That yeah, I really, really, I think, well we asked for a half hour time. he almost gave us uh double that <laughs> well, <geez. laughs> well we can't tell time here so we...
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, no, no no uh uh just for listeners for for those who don't know i'm in toronto i'm on the east coast uh, uh so I'm, I'm a bit later uh, um just for this podcast i decided to take a uh, a two-hour nap before the show so uh so I'm awake for this. Uh uh <laughs> and my wife and I just just got into Teen Wolf on Netflix. So we're gonna watch a few episodes of that right now. So uh I, well, you, you know, know I don't think they want to care about the latter, I'm just saying. Well, can we you hear, know right? You mentioned a two hour power nap.
2: Cool. Can I get an old Kings game for Ryan to watch? For God's yes, sake!
0: Please. Come <laughs> on,
2: anyone. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Free watch
2: Tuesday's game.
0: Yes. Show me game from nineteen eighty four. I don't care.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. 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 I know. Yeah, that's right? awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You have fun with Team Wolf, buddy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure I will. <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh,
1: so, anyways, I think we're well, we're almost in an hour already, guys. So, yeah. so wow. I think maybe what we'll do is we'll uh, we're gonna wrap this episode up mm-hmm. and then um, well, we'll have plenty more to talk about next time. Ryan, why don't you tell us about our next guest coming up and when?
2: Yeah, so next Tuesday, guys, uh, for the listeners, we're gonna have Matt Luff on the program. Um, I've really? <laughs> been rescheduled like two or three times, um, just because he's been called up, uh, called down. Um, I had a personal issue as, as well. Uh, just <laughs> life happens, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's finally going to happen on Tuesday. We have Matt Luff on the program. So I'm excited.
1: Absolutely. it's going to be a yeah. real good time too. So we're looking very forward to that. And we want to take this time to thank once again, Marco Sturm for coming on to talk to us. And we want to thank you, the listeners for listening. So for Ryan Cowley, for Ryan Sykes, I'm Scott Kinville. Thanks for listening and go Kings go.